Today's episode on July 24th will first highlight five important takeaways from Robert Mueller's testimony before the House Judiciary Committee of Congress, that Facebook has been fined $5 billion by the FTC for privacy violations, and a story from the New York Times regarding the recall of Allergan textured breast implants. They have been linked directly to cancer. In a report from the Washington Post, here are five takeaways from Robert Mueller's testimony before Congress today. Former Special Counsel Robert Mueller testified Wednesday about his investigation into Russian interference and President Trump's conduct related to it. In the morning, he appeared before the House Judiciary Committee, and in the afternoon, he will continue his testimony before the House Intelligence Committee. Here is what we learned from the first hearing. Mueller made it clear from the start that he wouldn't talk about how the Russian investigation was launched or the Steele dossier, despite the GOP's desire to grill him on the alleged nefarious origins of the probe, given that Republicans set out to undermine Robert Mueller's report in other ways, mainly by tripping him up, and they made plenty of progress. Mueller emphasized in his opening statement that collusion was not a legal term and that his report thus doesn't address it. House Judiciary Committee Ranking Republican Representative Douglas Collins of Georgia asked him whether collusion was colloquially the same as conspiracy. No, Mueller denied flatly. Collins then pointed to the report, which states that certain legal dictionaries do regard the terms as largely synonymous. Mueller didn't seem to have much of an answer and eventually stating that the report spoke for itself. His report does not compare collusion with conspiracy. Later, Representative John Ratcliffe, Republican from Texas, pressed Mueller on why he said he couldn't exonerate Trump. Republicans have long argued that Mueller stepped outside his mandate, which generally people who aren't accused of crimes are presumed innocent. Mueller responded that this was an unusual situation because of the Justice Department's policy is that a president can't be indicted, but he couldn't elaborate further. At another point, Representative Louis Gohmert, Republican from Texas, grilled Mueller on whether he knew that former FBI agent Peter Strzok, whose anti-Trump text message got him removed from the investigation, that he hated Trump. I did not know that, Mueller said. When I did find out, I acted swiftly to have him reassigned elsewhere in the FBI. He notably didn't disagree with Gohmert's premise that Stork hated Trump. At another point, Mueller said he was not familiar with Fusion GPS, the opposition research firm that funded the Steele dossier. The tactic from Republicans suggests they weren't satisfied to point out that portions of Mueller's report were good for Trump, including the lack of conspiracy with Russia, despite Trump's claims that it exonerated him. 
they seem to be aiming to argue that Mueller's deputies, some of whom have donated to Democrats, were actually in charge of the probe. Mueller was even tripped up over more sympathetic questioning by Democrat Steve Cohen from Tennessee when asked Mueller about a much-discussed quote from the report in which Trump says, upon learning of Mueller's appointment, I'm screwed. Mueller said he couldn't recall who originally relayed that quote, but at another point, Mueller couldn't recall which president appointed him as a federal prosecutor in the 1980s. He guessed Bush, but it was Ronald Reagan. This ex- in a following dispute exchange with Representative Ted Lieu of California, Mueller felt he had made big news arguing that Mueller was saying Trump would have indicted if not for that policy. Robert Mueller just reaffirmed in response to questioning from Representative Ted Lieu that the only reason he declined to indict Donald Trump was because of an Office of Legal Counsel opinion stated that a sitting president cannot be indicted. But it wasn't meant to be. At the start of the second hearing, Mueller offered a correction. He was simply saying they made no conclusion because of the OLC opinion, not that he would have charged Trump otherwise. A key line for Democrats in Mueller's report said that he couldn't exonerate Trump of obstruction of justice, but under questioning from House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler, he gave Democrats a slightly new soundbite. The president was not exculpated from acts he allegedly committed, Mueller said. Exculpated is similar to the word exonerated. Its strict definition is clear, is to clear from alleged fault or guilt. So Mueller wasn't exactly breaking new ground, but it does reinforce the key portion of his report and contradicts Trump's claim of exoneration. Mueller also later reiterated his report's finding that a president is not immune from being charged after leaving office, which again got Trump's critics excited, even if he wasn't saying anything new. Trump has argued that Mueller has, was conflicted in part because he interviewed at the White House for a job of the FBI director shortly before becoming special counsel. Before the hearing, reports indicated that Mueller disputed this claim and Trump took to Twitter to challenge Mueller to testify under oath on it. And Mueller did just that, twice. He stated that he had visited the White House about the job search, but insists he was not a candidate. He later reiterated the meeting was about the job, but not about me applying for the job. This contradicts months of Trump's claims, and Mueller said so under penalty of perjury. There have been additional conspiracy theories that Attorney General William Barr might have shut down Mueller's probe in some way, but Mueller dispatched those theories. At any time in the investigation, was your investigation curtailed or stopped or hindered? He was asked by Representative Collins. No, Mueller responded. Collins' question covered pretty much anything that could be understood as Barr reigning in the investigation, so that point was put to bed. More summaries will follow after the afternoon session.
from the New York Times. Facebook has been fined $5 billion and ordered to add oversight of data practices. In a San Francisco courtroom, Facebook on Wednesday was ordered to create new layers of oversight for its collection and handling of users' personal data by the Federal Trade Commission. As the agency detailed a privacy settlement with the social network that signals Washington's newfound interest in reining in powerful technology companies. As a part of the agreement, the FTC has mandated the social network create an independently appointed privacy committee on its board, designate compliance officers to oversee a privacy program, and undergo regular privacy audits that its chief executive, Mark Zuckerberg, and others must submit to, and appoint an outside assessor to monitor the handling of data. In addition, the FTC fined Facebook $5 billion for violating a 2011 privacy settlement. The measures, which the FTC's commission approved in a 3-2 vote this month, underline how aggressive regulators are aiming to be with Facebook and other behemoth tech companies. The fine was a record by the federal government against a tech company, and the conditions go farther than the previous settlement between FTC and Facebook. But the agreement stopped short of more punitive measures that the FTC had previously discussed against Facebook, including holding Mark Zuckerberg personally liable for the missteps and potentially taking the company to court. The fine was also a fraction of Facebook's $56 billion in annual revenue. Most significantly, the settlement did not restrict the social network's ability to gather, share, and use people's personal information, a core practice that has repeatedly raved privacy questions. In a statement, the FTC's three Republican commissioners who voted to approve the settlement said they were proud of the agreement. The measures will provide significant deterrence not just to Facebook, but to every other company that collects or uses consumer data, the statement said. The FTC's two Democratic commissioners disagreed, saying the settlement did not go far enough in checking Facebook. I fear it leaves the American public vulnerable, said Rebecca Slaughter, a Democratic commissioner. Facebook, which is reporting its quarterly earnings later on Wednesday, did not immediately have a comment. From the New York Times, breast implants linked to rare cancer are recalled worldwide. Textured breast implants made by Allergan have been linked to an unusual cancer are being recalled in the United States at the request of the Food and Drug Administration, the agency announced on Wednesday. Worldwide, 573 cases and 33 deaths from the cancer have been reported, with 481 of the cases clearly attributed to the Allergan implants, the FDA said. Of the 33 deaths, the agency said the data it had collected showed that the type of implant was known in 13 cases, and in 12 of those cases, it was the ones made by Allergan. 
Women who have these implants but have no symptoms do not need to have them removed, but they should consult with their doctors as soon as possible. Doctors and hospitals should not implant any more of the devices and should return any on their shelves to Allergan. The recalled devices are BioCell products, including Natrel saline, saline-filled breast implants, Natrel silicone-filled breast implants, Natrel Inspira silicone-filled breast implants, and Natrel 410 highly cohesive anatomically shaped silicone filled implants. The recall also includes tissue expanders used by patients before the breast augmentation or reconstruction. The disease linked to the implants is anaplastic large cell lymphoma, a rare cancer of the immune system. It is not breast cancer, but it develops in the tissue around the implant. In most cases, removing the implant and the scar tissue around it cure the cancer, but if it is not detected early, it can spread and be deadly for the patient. The condition has occurred in women who have gotten implants for cosmetic breast enlargement and in women who have received them for reconstruction after mastectomy for breast cancer. The main symptom of the lymphoma is usually swelling and fluid accumulation around the implant. If those symptoms occur, the fluid should be drained and tested for cancer. The contents of the implant, silicone or saline, are not a factor in the lymphoma. The covering or shell of the implant, which can be either smooth or textured, is the key. Textured implants, which have a slightly roughened surface that adheres to tissue and helps hold the device in place, have been singled out as the cause of the lymphoma. Although several companies make textured implants, the great majority of the lymphoma cases have occurred in women with Allergan products. Textured implants account for only about 5% of the implants used in the United States, but have been much more common in Europe where they have already been recalled by many countries. <laughs>